0: Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a panic to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't doing nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. We're going to start a few minutes early. Mostly because we're nervous and we don't want to screw it up. <laughs> we're sitting here just chit-chatting. Like, yeah, chit Might as well just put it online. We might as well put it online. And just make Well, it's, it's <laughs> so your Wi-Fi is off. The sound's good. Yes. Everything's good. Yes. Yeah. Literally I just you know, because Nicole's gonna dial in here in a few minutes and then we'll get started, uh, conversation with her. I know her, she'll be right on time. But I wanted to make sure that everything was operational, was good to go. Um, when Nicole Carroll comes on, who I've known since two thousand and six. It was the first time I met her. Um May I might talk about this with her, but she, I I know she, she won't remember. <laughs> she, won't, she won't remember that I was in her L1. Uh, that And it was a three-day L1. It, wasn't it was a, two, a three-day? Yeah, it was a three-day L1, not a two-day. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, oh, that's right. We, we, I went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The fr- really? Yeah. Were they all-day like sessions? Yeah. Yeah, it was all-day sessions. Oof. Know. <laughs> it's a lot of PVC. It was, even, but they, it was shortly after that. <laughs> okay we can show that comment yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah don't worry do Just well. gonna have fun <laughs> but the uh but there was a three-day l1 and it was it was hard as hell but she was there as one of the coaches she was uh greg glassman taught it which was really cool mm-hmm. um, but she did a good part portion of the content as well was that during the phase where he was phasing out? Yes, he was phasing out. That was a kind okay. of he was transitioning. Okay. And Isakamono was a demo coach mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Um, and Nicole did. I remember Nicole did the section on the zone, which was really cool. So that was uh, that was when I first met her, and was just kind of in awe. I was mostly not necessarily in awe of Nicole, of course I was, and you know, seeing women just Mm -hmm. be able to do things that i with with barbells that i had never seen before and i'd spent a lot of time in gyms you know working out um even the gymnastics bodybuilding stuff oh yeah it was just it was just remarkable but the you know i was more in awe of the whole education process um, which i want to touch upon a little bit today with nicole because she's brought it back yeah in the form of the content that she delivered for the website and Mm -hmm. for CrossFit, not for, uh, they don't have the journal back, but the magic of CrossFit series that she created harkens back to that content that they delivered originally at that, at the L ones. And then, um, and they still deliver in the the L ones, but it, it is, it is content that comes from the CrossFit journal, but it's just, it was so good. It was so mind blowing. And that was, she was just part of that whole process. And I've always kind of revered her since then because mm-hmm. of that. Like it was so impactful for me. You know, I had spent a lot of time in bodybuilding prior to CrossFit um, training at Gold's Gyms, and then I did for about five years prior to actually doing CrossFit. Immediately prior, I did triathlons, and the triathlon community is deep in the endurance community. Triathlons and and marathons. That community is. Is very immersed in the science of it. Yeah, nutrition. I mean, yeah. they they were they've always been yeah. geeks about performance, performance, and, and how to enhance performance, yeah. how to train, all of that stuff. Yeah. And and going into CrossFit, into especially in my L one, where some of that was not only de- not debunked, but ne- but just kind of turned on its t- uh, tier and defining fitness, especially. Mm-hmm increased work capacity across broad time and mobile domains and then you know you, greg i even spent some time in that l1 i distinctly remember talking about vo2 max <laughs> and why vo2 max is certainly a one measurement one tool it was one just, measurement it doesn't measure fitness yeah it's not a, it measures uh was it one or two of the 10 fundamental skills of fitness that's right absolutely And so we'll we'll talk to Nicole a little bit about that and what her inspiration was for the magic of uh, magic across it. If for people that are listening, if you haven't read those articles, and it and they're not, it kind of pisses me off. And we can talk. I can talk to Nicole about that too. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of pissed off that they're hard to find on the website. Yeah, it gravitates. So if you type magic CrossFit into Google, it'll take you to the videos, and the videos are good. The videos are great. They are. It's it's a good like taste to kind of take you down the path of the articles yeah but you pull it up on a website and it's got the art the 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 video Video. and if you go if you click to youtube there's no link to the articles Mm. and same in the in the the same in the on the crossword website there's like it should say hey make sure you read these should be all linked up yeah Yeah. i don't know if i sound like an old man that you know it needs to be in writing it needs to expand more right like (laughs) right it's our substance. I probably sound like an old man. And in, are. <laughs> in, my, in my email to our members this week, I talked about what it's like being 60 years old as a CrossFitter and the changes that I've noticed that have come in and spurts over. It's almost literally. They seem like they're the, the growth spurts that I get or the aging spurts I get are almost <laughs> directly in line with the age group changes that I have across every five <laughs> years. Something happens. You age up. Yeah, but you know what's the interesting thing about it is? So I coached this morning at five, six, and seven. This morning, I sent that email out last night, and in it, I talked about you know what it's like, you know how I now need to warm up for my warm up, and to come in thirty minutes before class just to get loose. Just waking up in the morning, I put my socks on by laying on the bed and then rolling over on my back and putting on my feet you mean you don't try the the old man challenge where you just stand on one foot and you just put one sock on and you tie your shoes I do, I do try that every once in a while because i know that's like the key to longevity is to be able to 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 to, to, to have good balance we should have that as a score like every time you put your foot down it's like a penalty Right. So, but anyway, I wrote this article about how, you know, mm-hmm. how, how aging sucks and pain in the ass. I'm stiff. And, but I consider it like a badge of honor. Like, I want to be the fittest, you know, yeah. looking 60 year old guy, at least in my neighborhood. But, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take that. And about six or seven members said something to me about this more. So I like, thank you for writing that. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. I feel so much better about aging. You know, like I'm glad that it's not just me. And, well, especially the, those that are training that early in the morning yeah like that, that's a special breed oh yeah it is a 5 a.m crew is awesome but man i have mad mad props to just right being here every morning Dude, for 50 60 year olds at five and six going for pr attempts like yes. hitting prs on benchmark workouts. like we had some prs in jackie last week i need to come at i did for a 5 a.m class i need to come at 4 a.m i <laughs> I come at 4 a.m anyway just so i can set up the damn yeah. class yeah <laughs> but we had a good group of people so Nicole's going to be with us today and we'll and we'll talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about her background. Um, we have already got a lot of comments and yeah. I bet there's some good questions that'll come up too. I, and we're terrible uh, Jamie and I have admitted that we're not great at the comment part of this like sometimes it's on a different window. <laughs> and and that's one thing Savon and his podcast Savon is really yeah. the guy's got either he's he i think he has incredible add yeah and but that allows he, him he, was, he knows how to manage it yeah but he knows how to manage it. look yeah. down read the comments for him stay the comments and then stay on topic. no shot although sometimes yeah. he gets off topic and then as a listener or as a watcher well, when sometimes I watch, the questions cue the off topic well that's true but but like he he pulls up the question I'm like ask the damn question <laughs> let's <laughs> greg glassman was about to say something really important and you're talking about the size of someone's pecker and their pants <laughs> like like he goes way up top, but it's maybe it's on maybe it's a um, it, um on purpose to build some suspense yeah so if you guys have really good comments like talk amongst yourselves and compliment each other in the comment section we'll try and pull one up here yeah. and there it's like i I can barely even freaking read this thing that's the age thing is i need glasses to read it but um well, you don't want the, the glasses on the camera yeah so <laughs> any, i don't know what oh, i was talking about nicole so nicole's gonna yes. be on she agreed and we we decided to step it up uh, for this. We've put in 38 podcasts to this date, yeah. and and I do as a result of just being around a long time. I have relationships with a lot of these people. I wouldn't like to sit, you know I don't you know I don't want to name drop, but it just it, it just happens that you know because Diablo we got started in 2005. I happened to know all those people because they were the only people to know at CrossFit. Yeah. It was Greg and Swan and. Mm dave castro and those people so those were those were who i had relationships with but i, I we we I, we haven't asked any of them to be on the podcast yeah. because we didn't want to embarrass ourselves on the podcast and so i asked nicole because uh i asked nicole because we don't see um don't really see a whole no right. we don't see nicole on on a lot of podcasts so i thought it'd be fun to have her on to talk yeah. here and um I sent her multiple calendar notices and multiple emails, so hopefully she doesn't forget. No, she won't I don't see that. No, she not forget. So I don't see that happening. No, <laughs> I see that happening. <laughs> but but we thought, I'd thought it'd be cool because she's not on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, Dave's got his own podcast, yeah. and he's getting better. Yeah, I watched his week in review last night. He did it on Saturday, and he, CrossFit set him up with a new MacBook, and and it's and it sounds better. His camera's better nice and he actually reads the comments he goes in he, he doesn't do it he picks out a couple of them and in, in yeah, yeah yeah. To he, him, right? yeah what he does is so he doesn't do his live he does his yeah um he does his recorded but then he goes and reads the comments from the previous week which is kind of a cool way to do it and and he keeps it to like 30 to 45 minutes so that makes it the uh, um Totally bearable t- totally uh bearable. And we try to go an hour and an hour and a half, and so we'll we'll go as long as we can. We as long as we can keep Nicole on, we'll go. Well, and it looks, she's here. Looks like she's here. Let's yeah. let's put her in.
1: Are you here?
0: Welcome. Uh were you, you listening to us go? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, they're talking about me like
0: I'm not here. <laughs> 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 so you pop in, I was like, hey, great, Yes, yes, yeah, the other thing. So, you know, we're pretty good at this podcast. We had to go 38 podcasts before we could ask you to come in, by the way, because we're, we're not great technicians with it. We don't have a producer. We don't have like multiple. So, I've got like multiple producers. We do not have multiple producers.
1: Well, that's okay. I think this is only like the third podcast I've been on in my lifetime. So, so yeah. I don't. No expectations. No, yeah. Thank you
0: very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, well, we wanted to we wanted to have a uh, a conversation with you, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about because there's some cool stuff that's been that have come out of uh from your team, you and your team, that I thought would be fun to talk about. That I think is not getting enough recognition. So we can talk about that. Where where are where are you now?
1: I'm in my home office. Okay. In uh, yeah, just home.
0: Okay, cool. She and and is that in Colorado or is that in? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's in Colorado. So I'm right out. I'm outside of Boulder. Yeah. I'm okay. Like seven seven miles outside of Boulder, up in the mountains. Do you a thousand feet above Boulder?
0: Do you train at? I know. I from time to time I see you at CrossFit Roots. Do you train there regularly?
1: Yeah, I train when I. Train at an affiliate. Uh, when I'm home, I go to Roots, and then I train at home a lot. It's okay. about a two-hour mm-hmm. becomes a two-hour ordeal for me to get down to a class. Oh, but okay.
0: So it's a, a track.
1: I do try to get there because it's. I go a lot harder when I go to class.
0: So. Yeah. You guys have a pretty good setup there. I saw the event, uh, the Big Fish Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, event this last weekend and there's some you guys have some great you have a great set up there which would be really and for me it would be awesome out in the mountains to train except that I would hate that yeah the, yeah exactly
1: yeah
0: no that's good so you got everything you need there
1: yeah yep everything i need and more
0: one of the <laughs> one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on for this for a little bit selfish um uh, one it's cuz i've known you forever it um, seems like forever, forever in a good way. And uh, two are, but, but, but my my community doesn't um, at, at Diablo. I have, you know, we have probably, I'm going to say about 15, 20% of our members are OGs. And by OGs, yeah. I mean, um, been with us more than like 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. So I'd probably say 20% or less. Yeah. The, the other 80% are newer. Yeah. One third of our members are probably have joined us in the last three years and mm-hmm. don't really know and are new to CrossFit. And so they don't know Nicole. They don't know Nicole like I know Nicole. And, uh, and, and so I thought it'd be fun to have you on just to kind of introduce you as the general manager and director of training and talk a little bit about um, your history and what you've done with CrossFit. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a selfish, but then I thought too, for the community at large, um, it'd be fun for them to hear from me too, from that perspective. Um, yeah, you, I have done a little bit of homework. We both, Jamie, if yeah. I've have, have done a little bit of homework, just to make sure we're prepared, but, but you've been with CrossFit since 2004, mm-hmm. um, came in as a trainer, you started CrossFit and then, and then we're asked by Greg to, 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 to train as a coach before yeah. that, it was, before that it was bodybuilding and, and classes wherever. Did you, The one part that I didn't learn, and this is the one question I wanted to ask you, did you have any management experience, corporate experience, any of that stuff before you came into CrossFit?
1: No, not at all. I, um, no, I came to CrossFit and, uh, you know, my background, my, I went to school for anthropology and art. Mm. And when I, I, (laughs) and post-college, I really went hard at uh, thinking or or really the art angle, ceramics. I wanted to go to graduate school for ceramics um, and I'd been teaching. I taught at the Mount Madonna school for a little while. Um, I also did, a. I was up there for about four years and I did a bunch of yoga, yoga teacher training. Um, so bodybuilding was early, early on because my dad was a bodybuilder. And so that was how I, I think I just grew up always with a sense of like needing to be healthy, that that was just, you know, eating well, going to the gym, doing something to stay physically active. It was just part of how I grew up, luckily. Uh, But I didn't uh, love my dad to death, but I didn't necessarily love what I'd seen of the fitness industry up to that point. And so uh, I definitely, you know, I I felt like it was a bit artless, narcissistic, all the things, right? and uh so i uh just took a totally different track was really interested in art literature um stuff like that and then that was that was just what i pursued all the way until crossfit and uh and even then it was kind of a slow roll into um, a full kind of a full time yes to crossfit and then you know kind of Saying okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this stuff on the back burner and see what this is all about. So no zero management experience, zero corporate experience. Everything I learned, I learned in CrossFit.
0: On your own, that's awesome. That's that that really is remarkable. It's a, you essentially as a as a corporate executive. You grew up as a corporate executive within within the CrossFit organization.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is remarkable because I think I, I, I always joke that I think I'm probably the most reluctant executive that ever was. (laughs) Um, I have zero aspiration to climb any corporate ladder. Uh, I just always, I don't know. I I, I don't actually even know how it happened or how it continues to happen.
0: And that, that is part of, I think from a, from a, from as a community member that's part of your charm and and mm-hmm. and the reason why i think um you're so genuine um in your role that you have now you it feels like speaking as a community member you, you feel like i feel like you're one of us <laughs> and 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 that's uh that's really reassuring that's cool and Did CrossFit send you to any uh, management training programs or anything like that along the way?
1: No, I mean, CrossFit was Greg. So of course Greg didn't send, you know, I mean, um, uh, you know, and, and really what I learned, I did, I mean, I learned, I think there's two, two main sources of my education. And one was from Greg and the other was from the people who worked with me and for me. Okay. And, um, and for me, so much of it was about leadership more than I, the word management never really, you know, outside of like managing a thing or an event or logistically something you did, my sort of obsession was with leadership and, um, Yeah, I actually don't even know. I don't even remember what the question was, but that's good. Oh, but where I did get sent was to a public speaking school. That was one Mm -hmm. of the things I remember. Um, And and then actually post acquisition, there was a little bit more of the kind of, uh, you know, I I did sort of one course that was more like business leadership, business management type of stuff. Kind of, you know, getting up to speed on a little bit of business acumen. That I never really needed before.
0: You started on a track that a lot of well, a, a lot of coaches here, and I think a lot of affiliate owners start on it. Started as well. You started as a part-time coach, mm-hmm. and then grew into that role uh, to become have uh, to have more of a full-time role, and then grew within the organization. and And I see that here at Diablo, we get you know part-time coaches that whoa, okay, this is great. I'm going to keep this going, and then they have clients and they become full-time coaches, and then even branch off to bigger and better things. Well, even a lot of the mm-hmm. coaches, they would start as members too, right? Yeah, they started as members too. Yes, Did you way. start as yeah. like uh, I mean, Yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. I CrossFit. started
1: as a client. Yeah, yeah. I was, I had no intention of coaching. I just walked into CrossFit Santa Cruz one day to get a workout in because, you know, I had, I had learned about it actually from Tony because Tony, you're one of the few people, Craig, who probably I can, I can make that reference. And it's like, Oh, Tony. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, so Tony and I actually were at Mount Madonna center together and he was Um, coaching. I think he was an English teacher
0: there. That's right. He was an English teacher. That's
1: where I was teaching art and ceramics. And he was also coaching the girls volleyball team up there or the, maybe it was the volleyball team period. I don't know if it was girls, boys and he wanted to learn the Olympic lift And so the only place, around teaching Olympic lifts was CrossFit. Uh And so he's actually started going in before I did. Then he told me about it. And then when I moved down into Santa Cruz, then we started, well, we both moved down and then we started going into CrossFit Santa Cruz. So, and yeah, my first class was with Greg. Greg was my coach.
0: That's so cool. That is -hmm. really cool. And then Tony, what's fascinating about that same thing um developed a skill set um in photography yeah, and, videography and, media. and
1: yeah.
0: media and now that's what he does as a career it's and it yeah. and it, again it's it's one of the really cool things about the crossfit ecosystem the affiliate ecosystem It gives people an opportunity to come in and they either one can can go on to you know coach and build a career as a coach to go own, own an affiliate. Some, some actually go in and then be, become athletes or become coaches to athletes
1: in yeah. that direction.
0: And the other thing is within our community, too, what we've had here, this one actually is a little more frustrating for me, is they'll become a coach and then they meet one of my members who hires them at their company <laughs> and steals them away. But that's it's just one of the awesome again one of the awesome benefits that uh, that's unspoken about in the crossword map that you know there's t- thousands there's got to be tens yeah. of thousands of success stories yeah similar to that yeah
1: one. yeah
0: um, the the interesting part that um, is one of the things I ran into Nicole at an affiliate gathering recently in San, Pleasanton in, yeah in Pleasanton yep. and I had just she the the magic of crossfit had just the first one had just been published and i read it and i was really i it connects with me because i know the history of crossfit so i know the content just resonated with me and it was it was like reading the crossfit journals um the original crossfit journals but only better like it was because it was enhanced with the, Mm. the experiences obviously that nicole's had had an artist touch. Yes, and I and I, it was really good. It was a and I'm not blowing smoke up your your skirt because I, <laughs> it was so good. Like I was like, man, this is really yeah. really good writing out of CrossFit. I haven't seen this in a while. And so when I said to Nicole, <laughs> I, I was embarrassed. And I'm I'm kind of embarrassed about this story because I I said to her, I go, Nicole, that is really good. Did you write that yourself? And I didn't. It didn't mean it like Switch your foot putting your mouth meant, like <laughs> by now i know as a you know, the general manager you, it have, a t- <laughs> you have a compliment <laughs> people and she turns she goes yes of course like oh <laughs>
1: shit like, do you think i put my name on anything <laughs> i mean obviously we have wonderful like editor copy editing team and things right. like that so they they refine it for sure but yeah but no i did i i, I wrote those. i did write
0: they them. are um if if anyone hasn't read them yet them, I would strongly encourage yes. you to read them, um, and it, it's the the first and read the first And there, are, and I I told Jamie before we started this uh, before you came on that I was a little frustrated with CrossFit because they're not easy to find them. If you type Magic of CrossFit, the videos come up first in Google, and so you got to hunt around a little bit on a CrossFit website to find them. Uh, but yeah, I'm put, I
1: have to type my name in to find them.
0: Yeah, that's right. Nicole, that's what I do. The whole
1: Carol magic of CrossFit. Yes. And then I can get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They
0: are, they're on the website. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to voice my opinion to someone to, to make sure that we, they get a little bit more visibility, but I'm going to yeah. make the I've made them required reading for my coaches. Um, but I want to put them out, re-put them out to my members as well. The that's awesome. Um, they are the, it really is based upon the formula. Well, it starts with the magical cross, with the whole kind of a global description of the whole process, but describing the whole formula, methodology, plus the ethos, which is community and mm-hmm. and the coaches. You know, is is that def- that's the sum of who we are, and um, and then there's a each one of those is broken down into a, a cool description and background. And, and it, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you drew from the CrossFit journals when you wrote these. Oh, yeah,
1: of course. I mean, I I think well, if I'm, a, a couple things I want to say. So first, my role with CrossFit has changed. I feel like I should, and it, it's sort of uh, connected to this. So okay. my title now is actually hard for me, but it's Chief Brand Officer. Oh, um,
0: I didn't know that. Yes,
1: yes, um, and so I do still oversee um, the Edu content team. So it, it's the team of content developers that write educational content, do the curriculum development. So they are still part of my team. Um, the seminars, the in-person events, things like that. Those are those are led by GM of Edu, who still right now is Dave um, Castro, and obviously we still work very closely together. Um, But then the other piece of what I do is really um, working across the business to kind of define, protect and strengthen the brand and um, making sure that we show up um, kind of on brand or in line cohesively with who we are, what we do, why we do what we do, Um, whether it's on the website or at an affiliate or at an in-person event. Um, So across the business, um, that's my that's my current role, very new. I've only been in it for maybe four months at most.
0: Oh, super great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's, uh, so, and, and I think the, the reason, well, I, sh- I felt like I should first correct the record. But yeah. second, it's also tied to the writing of these articles. And, you know, something that was happening that I saw post-acquisition Couple years in, everybody sort of I think knows the story, the the, the changes, right? Eric Rosa bought it. Then he uh, basically left the CEO position, and we had an interim CEO. And in that time, there was a a great kind of realization. Okay, we need to go back to our roots. We need to really anchor in what makes CrossFit CrossFit? And to me, it was like, you know, CrossFit's got 99 problems. But a strong identity's never been one of them. And, um, and so we had this all company offsite and I kept hearing people say things like, we need to innovate while staying true to the methodology. We need to preserve and evolve. And, you know, and it's like, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, really cool. And I'm, I'm all for all that, but, What was bothering me was there was, I think if I had pulled at that point in time, all the people in the room and said, what is the methodology? What exactly is it that we are trying to preserve and why, right? What are we staying true to when we innovate? Because if we can't answer that question, well, then you just can't freaking pull it off, right? You can't do it. Um, And so I actually delivered a workshop, and I used uh, some of the folks from the seminar staff, pulled it together kind of like this four-hour mini L1 in terms of the movement sections that we delivered. And I said to everybody, hey, I want to promise everybody's going to move. I don't care who you are, how long you've been doing it, if you never did it, this is what these guys do for a living. They take new people, and they teach them how to move. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. you're all going to do it. And everybody was all in. But then what I did for the lectures was exactly, maybe not exactly, but it was what, you, what publicly has come to be seen as the magic of CrossFit. Um, and what I did was I, I, I really tried to define really, really crisply, but maybe not as elegantly as Greg had done because I think the, um, the problem with elegance sometimes is that it can really be overlooked Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think you can you can breeze by something that's written just so simply and powerfully and think, oh, yeah, I know what that means. But really kind of you don't. Right. And, and, and so what I wanted to do is just really unpack it and be like, hey, this is what it means, you know, and and what is it that CrossFit delivers? Well, it's unparalleled efficacy. Right. And I was like, well, I can't say that because that's kind of dorky. You know, and then I was like, I could call it impact. And I was like, that sounds really corporate. And so I just sort of Nicolified it and was like, let's just call it magic. <laughs> it's just the yeah. magic, you know, and it wasn't even really meant to be a very serious thing. It was just sort of like, okay, if I were going to take the key components of what makes us, us, and, and when I originally delivered it, it was simply methodology, the ethos that was born of that. And then the coach was kind of the force multiplier. The coach is the, I mean, you know, the methodology is it's a thing on paper until the coach brings it to life. And so, you know, and I, and the ethos part for me, it was really important to unpack that because I I wanted people to understand that the, who we are and our values, that the, this, this character that I think runs through or, Crossfitters, people attracted to CrossFit, it it it's it it's born out of what we do and how we do it, right? And, you know, and it is simple things. I think of like putting our scores on the whiteboard, be, being brave enough to do that, mm-hmm. right? That that there's a there's a value that is implied and that that's continually reinforced in doing that the fact that we work hard, right? That intensity is the North star. Like there are values implied there. And when people are just acting that way, that's where these values came from. And when you start to, if you start to pull at the threads of those things, you start to say, oh, well, but, but, but intensity is too hard. You know, like some people don't like it. And it's like, yeah, but you're robbing that person. You are robbing that person of something they don't even know is possible for themselves yet. Right. And it's it 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 transcends the physical. And, and so that ethos part was really important for me um, to kind of show that to especially the internal crowd I was speaking to at the time, right? The employees at CrossFit. It was like, yeah, there's the methodology, and then there's all this amazing stuff that you get as like these mental, emotional, even spiritual. You know values and outputs there, um, but you can't you can't pull it the you can't pull the threads of the foundation. That's the thing that has to be preserved at all costs. Mm-hmm. And with that, there's tremendous opportunity for growth, for evolution, for communication. I think of it a lot like, and and I don't I, I don't mean to sound arrogant here, but I feel like if I were coaching, I could stand in front of any kind of person and get them to try CrossFit, right? And, yeah, and it, to me, to me, that it's just a communication problem. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not a problem of changing CrossFit. It's. 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 How do we get people to understand this is for them? Well, that's all in the way that we communicate it. That's it. Um, yeah. The, and so anyway, the, that's where that, That's kind of where that was born. And so we we did that workshop, and then Melissa Yinger, um, God bless her, she was like, hey, we should like do an article series out of this and maybe launch it at the beginning of the year and kind of to just reignite the community and reintroduce the brand. And I don't think it was a reintroduction of the brand. I think it was, here's what I really think is for me, telling the community, hey, don't forget, this is who we are. We didn't forget. It's been a rough couple of years. We've got another new CEO. Right. And, and at that point I knew like, Hey, Don's on board, Don's on board with this. yeah Right. And I can, I can drive this and feel honest that we are, we are going to protect this stuff as we grow, we're going to grow the right way. And there's a real commitment to that internally. Um, But we all need to remember that too, right? We're all responsible for this brand and how this brand shows up at every coach, every affiliate owner. And so I don't think it wasn't talking to, the world as much as it was really talking to us right as
0: the whether
1: it's you coach affiliate
0: it's it's interesting that 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 point there is interesting because as i read it reread it just for this conversation and i read, read all of them i thought to myself man am i am are we telling our members this yeah And and I think in large part, we're not, I mean, the first part of our introduction, when we get a new customer, because we go through six at Diablo, we go through six introductory sessions. And one of them is the, you know, it's important to talk about what is CrossFit, Mm -hmm. what is the the methodology everything else, but we don't talk about it on this level. And I think it's really important to do that. Um, And it it will be something we do. And I want our coaches Mm -hmm. to be able to say these things and, and understand these things as well, because there is a, a significant amount of competition. They're well-funded competition who will sit in a, in a, in a big room with a bunch of marketing professionals and advertising professionals, and they'll concoct things that will look really appealing in the fitness world and really exciting. And they'll make it, you know, flashy and fresh. But this that you know, as you said, was born out of our experience. This is mm-hmm. the root of who we are. We're not do. We didn't do this. This wasn't created to make money. This was created to help people with their overall you know, general physical preparedness to yeah. to improve their health and fitness. And it was through many years of experience that does that. And so my, it, it, in terms of who the audience is, I thought about eating me. I didn't think about. I thought about us, yeah. uh, you know, I want mm-hmm. my coaches to be able to say, I want my coaches to understand. I want to be able to repeat it to members. I want them to tell it in class when there's dead time, when you're doing warm-ups or mobility, this is an opportunity to talk about these things because CrossFit is so much more than that. It is not just yeah. a, a, it's not just a workout program. Yeah. It's not a workout program just to, to, to bring people in with cool lights and great music, which is good. That's great if you want to get started the way, but if you want to change your life yeah. with respect to, yeah. or, it's, um, yeah, that's cool. That, that, that's super meaningful. And that's something I'm, you know, one I'm going to put in place. And when I talk to affiliates too, and I hear affiliates, you get affiliates that, well, you know, CrossFit's dangerous. They need to tell the story of, you know, why it's not dangerous. Yeah. Where that all came from. Yeah. But no, no, you just, you, <laughs> we, we need to go, we'll go right back to, to focus we're on, like you said, like the, the, the grassroots as far as like where, where this came from, that's why right. we're doing it. That's right. Why the intensity is important. Figure out the best ways to communicate to people that are hesitant.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: In- yeah. In- inter- interesting yeah. Related, related to that. When, when I talk to, when I do talk to new people, I, you know, it's constantly varied functional movements. And I said, there's one, you know, these two are great, constantly varied functional movements. Those are great. The third one's why you're going to quit. <laughs> and they laugh because <laughs> it's the intensity part of it is, as you mentioned that it is, um, do you feel like, I oh, and this is something I wanted to mention too, is you feel like there's different generation of CrossFitters um, out there? Um, do you? you know, I
1: that- want to say one thing it's why you're going to quit, but it's why you're going to stay
0: yes. because oh, nothing will
1: deliver. Nothing will deliver the the reason when I think about it. And so the one luxury I have had being in bodybuilding, running all the things, and this is anecdotal n of one. Um, but I think probably a lot of people can relate Um I've done so many things for so long, nothing delivered results mm. like CrossFit, right? And it's hard for us, I think, that have been doing it for so long to think back. But I have that story that I luckily, lucky enough to tell is that, you know, three months in, I remember getting up out of, I was at a, in a hotel room, I got up and I literally was like, okay, my feet hit the earth different. I feel, I I had this moment of, i feel like i'm taking up more space like i'm taking up the space i was born to take like just this and i knew in that moment i'll never do anything else and i still feel that way right and it 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 all of the the physical and that was 3 months in and i think if you're doing crossfit consistently 3 times a week for 3 months you are going to start to feel things the benefits it's like eating well you don't know what you don't know until you Mm. try the zone or try whatever right whatever it is and then you're like holy shit i didn't know you could feel this good and people can't articulate it but that's what it's the intensity the results that's what makes crossfit so sticky now delivering on that right like that's the tricky part that's the part where that's that's the uh the art of of coaching but i like i delivered um Uh, A lecture in the UK for the affiliate summit. I was like, intensity is our north star, right? We've CrossFit didn't invent squats, running, pull-ups. No shit. Yeah, we didn't. But I'll tell you what we did do: we defined fitness and we defined health in a measurable way. And the key to that measurability is work capacity. It's power. It's intensity, Mm -hmm. right? That is the key. It is also the key to the results. It is why we can say we are the safest, most effective, most efficient program right because when you're optimizing for results via work capacity you have to optimize for safety you have to optimize for efficacy and efficiency what does that mean you got to move well work hard and have some fucking fun because that's what keeps people showing up and you can define fun however you want like you could say what fun is fun is the piece of like how do i just get this person enjoying themselves enough so they want to keep coming back and that's going to be different for everybody but we don't change the program. We don't change. It's okay. It might take somebody 18 months to be really ready to dig in. But that doesn't mean that my north star for them, no matter how distant it is, isn't still intensity. Yeah. Because I know that's where that person's going to realize their potential. I'm always going to want that little bit more for them. That that is the de- that that is what will distinguish us in the marketplace. It is what gets the yes. results. It is why CrossFit delivers, I call it like a Trojan horse of goodness, Mm -hmm. fine. Think you're coming in to just get a workout and watch you get so much more. Right. Right. Right? Just like this Trojan horse of community, you know, emotional right. Psychological, just things unlocking in such great ways. Um, so I, I,
0: that's so true. We we think about that. We, (laughs) We talk about that. No, we talk about that here with new people. I, I like to get them through their introductory sessions as quick as possible so I can get them into class. Just to Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that group environment. That group environment, yeah. one where the intensity goes up because you got other people that yeah. you're essentially going against. It's easier to tap into. Right. That, but, then that but then you're, but you, then you're, I know the people here, I know my community, they're instantly going to talk to you and build relationships with you. And they're going to be the ones that are going to be texting you, Hey, you coming tomorrow? That's a great workout. This one's going to crush us. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But they, they get that as soon as they get into that class, I know if I get them in a class, that's, that's the next hook. And then if I can get them into class for, like you say, for, for three months. Oh yeah. I know I got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then also I'm okay with like, or don't throw them into class too quickly. Like, like some people need, I I talk to, uh, I have a lot of friends. I talking to doing CrossFit and it's like, Hey, just a good coach. will be able to see, okay. Every time I say that, it's like her energy level goes down a little mm-hmm. bit or like, I can sort of see. So I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm going to say this. Oh, okay. That seems to work. And like, if I say that I can get another squat, I can get another, this I can get right. And it's like, and you just, you just following that. Right. It's like, um, I keep, I think of it like navigating the ocean where it's, it's the huge, this complex human creature, Right. So it's like very simple. We know like the methodology, the North Star, we're, right. it's the intensity, right? Like I said, right. Move well, work hard, have fun. Okay. Awesome. Now I've got this complex creature that is a human being in front of me, bringing all of their everything right to the table, physical, emotional, psychological, all the things. And that's why it, that's coaching. And then it's like, you, you're, you're kind of taking those universal principles and then you're using all of the, the tools, and the, this, this is why you develop as a coach to reach that level of mastery, which is what it's like being an expert navigator. There's wind, there's waves, there's ocean, there's storms, there's right. And it's like you got to know how to navigate that and stay on course, right? It's like a group class. There's this one, this one, you know what I mean? But you got it. Like the, the master knows what to do there. And then the work of becoming a great coach is learning how to do that better and better over time. It's not, you know, at the first sign of a storm saying, you know, fuck it, where's Jupiter? Right? Because that's how you get lost, right? That's that's not having conviction. That that you know, that's like let yeah. just getting tossed around without conviction and you just get lost. So I just think like that there is I always I always think about the wrong trade-offs versus the right trade-offs. And I think the right trade-offs is that where you're navigating towards the objective, you're not changing the objective, you're not saying. Well, cross it's too hard for this person no 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 right. you know what that means right you're not as good of a coach as you yeah. need to be
0: yeah
1: that's what that's what i think
0: you found anyway a, because yeah. we know the methodology but,
1: but that but that might mean someone staying with you for a year and a half in yeah. one on one, maybe yeah. until they're ready you know
0: and there's nothing wrong with that i mean no not at all you Get so much more out of that and th- that's how you mm-hmm. also generate a, a great relationship with somebody oh that's true too right you know, you get a long-term member that's also going to be a huge part of your community. What in in mm-hmm. your mind, what in your mind makes a great, what qualities make a great coach? If you're hiring a coach or you're evaluating a coach, what are the qualities? Is it emotional intelligence? Is it uh, the skill sets to made able to, you know, communicate verbally well?
1: Uh, I think, I think emotional intelligence would be high, really caring. Yeah. And having had the experience with CrossFit themselves that has led them to believe there's something significant there. I, 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 and I actually think from there and and, and like, hey, um, I, I had this experience, I wanna pay it forward. To me, there's just something like fundamental requisite. And a lot of times those are the people that show up at a level one or they leave the level one feeling that way, which is great. Um, and and then emotional intelligence is very very helpful because that's a hard one too. It's like almost anything else is teachable, you know. I think and you know I think uh, the 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 rest is teachable. I mean, you know, it's like what are the it's like really caring, having the direct experience with CrossFit yourself, really caring about paying that forward mm-hmm. to other people, and then yeah, some semblance on being able to pick up on cues from other humans is a good, it's
0: <laughs> a good, uh, <laughs> being able to read. uh but,
1: hard to get, get over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, two, two years ago or so I was, I had the privilege of attending a conference when, when Nicole was there with a group of affiliate owners from around the country. Um, and there were some damn good affiliate owners there. Um. And, uh, including like CJ, um, yeah, you can help me with the names for all the people that were there, but, uh, we had CrossFit Maximus was there and then, uh, Alan Shaw from CrossFit Raps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Super good. And then one of the things that they had us do when we, when we were all there, these guys were all successful, multi-year successful affiliate owners, some own multiple affiliates. Um, Craig Kenny was there. He has a couple of affiliates, but we all had to stand up and introduce ourselves. And the first thing we were asked to talk about was why we opened our affiliate And in this was unprompted. Nicole Christian from roots was there too. And then Lisa was there from Lisa Ray from flag, uh, flagstaff. And these are people that I all look up to and I trade information with from time to time. And every single person, every single person unprompted, because we all kind of had prepared notes in advance for this. Every single one of them, got up and said i won't, i started this because i wanted to help people that was the common thread and these were all successful affiliate owners so i think you're right i think you hit to kind of nail the head like first of all you've got to want to you know there's a selflessness and desire to want to help people that helps make a great coach same thing i think with an affiliate owner
1: yeah and what triggers that like then why crossfit means they've experienced something in crossfit that has oh Lent lent itself to oh shit like I need everyone I love plus doing this because I I see the impact that it's had on my life. You it's like you can't help but want to pay that forward. Yeah, Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Like
1: Doc Spartan is he a is this a sponsor of your?
0: (laughs) That's Dale. That's Dale King. I know
1: His, he's he's a hero of mine. Yeah,
0: and he volunteered to sponsor. He kept bugging me. I look, can I sponsor podcasts? Can I sponsor podcasts? Yes, you can sponsor a podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that what he's doing is it is nothing short of heroic.
0: Oh, and, and
1: that and that he's doing it with CrossFit. I think honors CrossFit. Like
0: it, it, it's he, just. It, it, I, you it, go, it, and, it, and that's what's, that's one of the, the cool things about the affiliate yeah. gatherings that I'm glad CrossFit is doing. Um, and then we, if you get an opportunity to go to semifinals or to the games and you run into other affiliate owners and stuff and you think, oh, you know, I got, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I'm good. And then you meet someone like Dale King. Like, oh, man. <laughs> i don't measure up to this guy <laughs> and it's so cool it's so inspiring it's one of the neat things yeah. and it's and you can and as a result dale king has success in other areas of his life like at everything he touches is is mm-hmm. is, is is successful i think as a direct result of his willingness to give 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 to to others and that's yeah. cross SKC and it's in Portsmouth, Ohio, and and that's ground zero for the opioid crisis. And Dale started his affiliate in an op- in, in, in in a, in a, a, reco- a recovery addiction, space. yeah, a recovery yeah. space. Mm-hmm. And now he's got, now he's got those people that have recovered now as his coaches and working within his business. No, I know it's amazing. I know it's, it's really cool.
1: It's incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the, uh, I'm going to go off topic here a little bit. Um, because I heard this, I heard this come up, and I think maybe Dave Castro said it, or someone said it, and maybe Greg said it, it. You know, if Nicole Carroll had competed at the CrossFit Games, she would have smashed it mm. in the beginning. And so I wanted to ask that question because I, I don't think I knew this. Is how come you didn't do the CrossFit Games in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when it was first getting started?
1: That's a great question. I think it was. It felt like a relief to me not to have to compete because up to that point part of my job was being a demo athlete at seminars because that was it's not part of the level ones today but at that time there was a proof of concept thing where you know the five foot two you know if it was annie it was like the five foot tall aerobics instructor from santa cruz or the five foot two pottery teacher from the hippie high school you know uh, up in the santa (laughs) cruz mountains basically was going to take on whoever at whatever workout and the the expectation was that we would win because that was what was sort of hinged on the whole point um Greg was trying to make in those days and so I I think I am you know I joked when you invited me on the podcast that I am like I, I have a very reclusive side like I think I seek out sort of peaceful, quiet, calm, not a lot of drama in my life. And being a public figure doesn't lend itself to that. So I tend to prefer to be behind the scenes and just performance in general creates a lot of anxiety for me. And, and so at the time it just felt like, Oh, I remember asking Greg, do I have, do I have to do this? Um, (laughs) And I think Annie asked the same thing, you know, and he was Mm -hmm. like, no, you guys don't have to do it. You know, you can coach. And I was just, we were both just like, what a relief! You know, we're we're so happy to just be able to like hang out and enjoy, and um, you know, and obviously she. I think I think probably I can't speak for her. I know at now looking back, I definitely have regrets for not not doing it, and I I can I think about my mentality at that time, and it makes me a little bit sad that I there wasn't a little bit more perspective. Right to say, um, there was this very strange thing at the time where, like, if you if I wasn't the best at every single workout, it was a failure. And what's crazy is the CrossFit Games actually right. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point is not like the fittest is on average who is. And as much as I could hear that from the Hopper presentation, it was like it it, when it came to myself, it was like, oh, I have to win everything, you know. Um, And so I think I think there's definitely some regret there and obviously annie kind of re-entered the space and is doing phenomenal um and so uh, so yeah it was just it it just was it was an interesting time like i had been felt like i'd been competing for a couple of years before that right um and it was cool but it wasn't really fun for me you know what i mean and, and well, so th- I, there was i, I totally in the moment it was just such a relief to be like oh cool i can just like drink a beer and yell at people out here yeah. you know into powerlifting or the <laughs> yeah
0: I've, I've, so. told, I've told numerous crossfit athletes that you know get close to burnout or are feeling frustrated or not content with crossfit i go go back to class yeah go back and join class <laughs> Yeah, that's where you there's, started, right? There's something about just being part of that, but, and away from the need to be the winner of the every single workout. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I do. So you were a lot on the videos in the early years, and everyone's fond of showing the Nasty Girls video, and that comes up in a workout on the CrossFit.com, and that video goes around, which is really cool, and it was it was inspirational. Super and, inspirational. and back in the day, for those for those of you that are big into media and social media crossfit was at the time like we were the only ones that had we had youtube videos tony yep. budding was, was kind of ahead of the game there that's what roped me into oh, in a CrossFit first place it, it me to me too oh it-, it linked me right into the crossfit journal and do you have that one hours do you extent. have that one video queued up sure so this is the one that i used to show a lot when i coach back in the day because we would do this workout from time to time Used to tell people you need to know your number, this is the number you need to know. And it was (laughs) Tabata's. And I would show this video, and I will just show show a little bit of it this here at the end. But what's cool about this is the number, and there's Annie on the right, and Nicole and and Michelle
1: on the left, Yeah. yeah.
0: And watch the speed of these squats. And of course, then I start to get a little Andrew Hill around. I'm like, wow. Okay, I'm for and there's no, <laughs> no, no chance. No. I mean, you guys are kind of like uh, the three flying girls is the perfect name for this video. Because you guys are both, all three of you guys coming off the ground, top of every squat. <laughs> this is real speed. Look at the number. My numbers. legs are just thinking about that number. So that number, by the way, is the lowest of all the eight rounds of Tabata.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the lowest number. That's the lowest average. In- Do you Any- know what you started at by chance? I know this is probably a no, long. No, I
1: don't know what I. Yeah, I, I wouldn't remember.
0: It's probably somewhere around it- t- by twenty six. I used to show that video a lot in class. Like, okay, yeah, everybody needs to know your tabata because it was something I. You know, mine was seventeen. I think I got. To. I mean, it's also the perfect intro to some form of intensity. Oh, that's right, right? Like hold this pace, hold this yeah. pace.
1: Mm-hmm. Hold yeah, this- yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That
0: that video, by the way, is hard to find. Like, it's not an easy one. I had to. It was like
1: <laughs> it's I mean, a weird title. Yeah,
0: it's not <laughs> like three flying. No, it's not like Tabata. Yeah, well, it, it's got all kinds of Tabatas out there now. And there's yeah tons of many Tabatas. But anyway, it was uh it was awesome to watch. But that but but that was um um that was that drew a lot of people into into Cross, and it still does. Video content is is important. Um, yeah. To, To bringing people into what we do and introduce them to what to what we do um now we've got as as a coach just to transition to the coaching side of this um we have level one level two i love my level two and i level two is great and i can't say enough if and i use the opportunity every chance i get when i talk to coaches and it took me I, i waited 10 years to do my level two sorry but it was and i did it and i was like oh why did i wait this long to do my level two why,
1: why did you wait i'm curious
0: i'm pretty sure i told him as soon as i went through my level level two i was like you need to do this and everybody else i wait the same reason is it's when it when, when my level one was getting ready to expire, it was just easier to go do a level one. There wasn't a level two close by. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, and I was like, oh, crap, just go do my level so one. So it was again. more of a matter of accessibility. Yeah. And then when I did my level two, I was like, this was dumb. And then it's so funny. I'm one of those managers. As soon as I did it, I came back. I'm like, okay, every every one of my coaches at Diablo, you have your level two. But I've only been talking about that this makes five sense. years. Yeah. Into this. <laughs> as soon as I came out, everyone has to have it. This is very important. <laughs> But and then um, I'm now working on preparing and studying for the level three, which is cool. Now there's level four. And why do we why do why do we have or why do we need a level four? And by the way, if you're level one, take your level two because it's awesome. Um, But why do we need a level four?
1: I think level four is a way for coaches to. It is a way for coaches to distinguish themselves. So it's just a test. And it's a performance test so which is what it's all about. I mean, the level the level three is great because it's sort of, I'm gonna use a term, you'll understand, hopefully other people will, but it's like the inside the black box, right? Which, which CrossFit has always worked with, hey, like we know this works, right? Empirically driven, it's kind of like it, it's it's what we do and how we do it, understanding what's under the hood it was sort of secondary to that, right? Where uh, opposite was true for a lot of other things on the scene at that time, where it was always read a book, take a test. Meanwhile, mm. you've never actually like squatted yourself or let alone taught anybody how to squat, right? And so right. so that's why we start with L1 and L2. And then L3 is kind of, okay, great. Well, what's kind of this synergy of kind of academic learning right what's inside the back black box and then how do you apply that every day so there there's one step beyond just like memorizing is is what we intended that to be then the level 4 is kind of putting it all together and an opportunity for you as a coach to just distinguish yourself and say hey i'm i'm a good coach right like i've i i'm right. a good coach yeah. i you know by this rubric that we've created, which is, I personally, you know, am, I guess, well, maybe not personally, but professionally very proud of, and I don't think it exists elsewhere. We have a very definitive distinct rubric for creating good coaches, Uh, you know, at least on that. And and I think we can expand that out. The article, What Makes a Great Coach by Matt Swift, and he talks about uh, the LARC model and we, we, kind of brainstorm that together. And Matt Swift is brilliant. So I always loved, you know, like going back and forth with him. And it was like this lark model of leadership, application, relationship, and knowledge. And that if if we if I was going to build out a curriculum to make like the best coaches in the world, the we should be building educational uh we should be building educational opportunities across each of those, right? Leadership application, relationship building, and knowledge. Um, And so there's that. And I think that that even encompasses the six criteria that are used for the L4. But just in terms of what you walk into a gym, there's eight to 10 people on the floor, like three, two, one, here we go. What, What can you do? You know, teaching, seeing, correcting presence and attitude. There's an application component to that, which is just threshold training. I mean, can you can are are you, it doesn't really let you sandbag in terms of like, oh well, we're not going to go that hard because I'm just going to work on helping people move well. It's like, nope, like, you know, if someone's moving well and they can go a little bit harder, like are you digging in and doing that? You know, or if somebody's going a little too fast and not moving well, are you correcting for that? Um, and so it, it's and, and it was really important to us because the previous L4 was a lot like level ones where people were in small groups and it was a bit contrived, right? Because you're not really just coming in and teaching one movement across 30 minutes. Like that's not really what you're doing in a gym. So we, we spend a lot of time creating this um, kind of opportunity where you can show up to a, teach a group class Um, you know, one in the afternoon, or one in the afternoon, one in the morning, and um, programming clients, you know, or you don't know. um, And just what, what can you do? And then and uh, created an evaluation system around that. So I think it's, I think it drives, I like to think it drives people to be better. I like to think especially CrossFitters, it drives to be better, right? Because we You know, you're you're just we're we're interested in kind of that that level of achievement. Um and I and I think I think taking it makes better coaches. I think preparing for it. Um it it's if you look at the study material for the L4, it it's a blueprint for even how to prepare Mm -hmm. for the exam, which what does it mean to prepare for the exam? Here's what I wanted to mean in preparing for the exam, it makes you a better coach. It makes you better for the people that see you every day in the gym. That that's what that's what I want the level four to do. It's not, so it's, not just a check in the box.
0: So it's a, it's a, it's a, you're coaching one class in the morning and then one class at night.
1: So mm-hmm. There's what, a, yeah, there, I, I, I kind of get nervous a little because there's like stuff I'm not supposed to say, but I yeah. think this is okay. <laughs> not, I think this is all in the handbook. It's like, yes, yeah. Yeah, so you do one, you do one in the morning and then one in the afternoon.
0: Okay. I, cause I'm, I've actually looked into it cause I'm preparing myself for an L4 test and okay hopefully the next six months or so. Um, awesome. But that was one of the things. It was like, there's two classes and I wasn't sure if it was like a back-to-back class like as far as like, you know, you're having to turn, essentially st- stay on time and like yeah. class, class like that. But it's Yeah, more no, it's, there's, there's a
1: break. I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's exactly like mm-hmm. morning, afternoon, but I think there's at least a couple hours between, okay. the, time, the,
0: between the the classes. quality of the coach and the, the I think it is so valuable for crossfit the organization to have this challenging certification process for our coaching staff Mm -hmm. especially when we have to today compared to again heavily funded well-backed heavily you know well-marketed organizations that are pumping out fitness programs and we're having to compete the coach is the is is a Distinguishing a unique and distinguishing characteristic across.
1: hundred yeah, percent.
0: And you know, I went down to. You can have uh, my my wife and I went down to uh, um, Crossford Inferno in Pismo Beach. We'd done our vacation. We went in and and did a class with Bill Grunler.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And his gym is in an industrial area. It's a little rougher on the edges, you know, versus you know Diablo, where it's you know, a little more polished and clean here we went down there and we had an amazing experience and we talked about it we still talk about it um annie sakamoto posted about her experience there too because yeah, bill mm. we happened to catch bill was coaching that day and it was it was a phenomenally coached class and the members were yeah. great. Everyone was engaged and he coaches all the way through not just the the lifting part of it but into the into the metcon all the way through and and I left there I didn't even think about what the gym was like yeah. all I thought about was man that was great I had so overall cool, experience awesome workout and he gave me a couple of cues on my my cleans that were that were, were phenomenal so you're saying he made yeah. a connection with you well, yeah he did he made a connection <laughs> with me but that is so you can have you have a really nice yeah. pretty polished gym yeah. but if the coaching experience is subpar yeah right people it it, 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 it re- it'll reflect on the business i yeah. think it's a crucial component the uh, that the coaches be the highest caliber highest quality people with an ability to connect as well and always looking to get better which is the idea yeah. of level 4 right Just to, to yeah put,
1: yeah put... no but i agree with you cuz there there's white space there our, yeah. our shiny competitors don't want us to know it because what you've got is an imitation of what crossfit looks like mm-hmm. going around right now but they can't imitate wait like what CrossFit is, there is no, what are, how are they educating their coaches? Where's the coach education? Where are they coming from?
0: Yeah, that's right. What,
1: <laughs> what, what, right. Yeah, what standards yeah. are they, what standards are they being held to? Who's that's, giving yeah. them to them?
0: That's yeah. exactly right. And as a result, they end up with more turnover, but it, but those are the questions people need to ask. Be, um but, but
1: to your point the member the members will feel it right like like, oh, yeah, like yeah. i think it, it is the distinguishing i guess you know from the hq perspective it's like that's what i'm seeing is like that is a white space so when we put our shiny marketing dollars to something we should make sure we're putting our dollars to telling that story yeah. because yes. man we are we are educating we are credentialing we are professionalizing coaches still yeah. and that's still nobody's imitating that Still, nobody's delivering on that. But okay. for the member, to your point, Craig, it's like, they're just gonna come in and be like, holy shit, like, this is nothing like Orange Theory or insert name, competitor name here or whatever it is. You know, it's like, this is, this is completely different, right? This, yep. is, this is actually coaching. And all of us, HQ affiliates and affiliate owners too, understanding like that, that's it. Like that quality of that service is it's everything and it, it's funny too because internally sometimes i consider coaching everything that happens from the moment somebody steps through mm-hmm. the door of a gym that was just always how i thought of it and now being in this world where some of that is thought of as sales craig you're probably more familiar than this than i am but you know i just always thought what i was taught was somebody's walking to the gym you greet them you smile you you ask them about them right? Like just kind of like, and I always thought that's part of my job as a coach. Like that was, that was the expectation that was set for me at CrossFit Santa Cruz. So when I say coaching, you know, I'm not just talking about, okay, everybody's on the floor now ready to be warmed up. It's like, it's, it's everything that's happening in that gym was part of relationship building and, and welcoming and it being about them and their experience. And now, you know, so, so I have to, uh, Sometimes I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Like some, sometimes that's called sales in some worlds, right? But, uh, but for me, it's, it's, it, it's, all, it's all one. Um, but that's another place that I see with education sometimes. Okay, like we, we could probably do a better job um, from our side, providing more education around that maybe. Maybe a little bit more. Um, I mean, there's so much we can do.
0: It wow. is. We found, and as we do our demo, we'll walk around, as We introduce people. We found that the that sales is a transfer of emotion. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If, if you're passionate, I and I, I tell our coaches that, that that do the tours. I tell them like, just talk about CrossFit and talk about your your, your own personal experience. story because it'll come out. They'll yeah. feel it. They'll right. sense it. it's real. It's genuine. Right is we don't have a we don't have a pitch we don't have a script it's yeah. literally show them around and talk about your story or tell or tell another member's story one of the things you say in that in the in the um, what in the CrossFit the coach in the magic of CrossFit as you talk about and this is something we've been passionate about since the beginning is that is the use of the term coach versus trainer trainer yeah mm-hmm. and it is those things those ability to connect with the with the the member to be able to discern their uh, inefficiencies and make them efficient in what they're doing Um, the the pursuit of virtuosity uh, making our 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 members better makes us more of a sports coach than it does trainer training them how to do a movement yeah
1: right because when you really care about the results the person in your care is getting that's that line right my competency is solely determined by my efficacy. I love that. That's line. it. Like yep. I'm only as good as I can make you. Yep. Yep. That that's very different. That's the realm of coaching. In my, you know, you could be, you could say semantics, but but at least in our industry, I like to think, you know, there there's a big difference between what I look at and see a trainer versus the standard for what what we have on tap at our gyms.
0: I I can it, it, um, Southwest Airlines just have this. Test. i'm not sure if it's true but it was in a book i read about uh, herb keller that uh about about the airlines when they would recruit new flight attendants and they'd have a portion where they, uh, of the process where they'd have to get up and do a presentation a brief presentation like the exit presentation for uh-huh. <laughs> and and the new recruits would be very nervous and they weren't looking for people who were really good at doing that demo they were looking for the people that were helping and supportive of the people that were going to do the presentation. Mm. And, and, and that's similar to a CrossFit coach. When I think about a CrossFit coach, there's something really fulfilling to watching a member succeed after you've given them a cue. And if you watch the coach where that happens, almost get more excited than the actual Mm -hmm. athlete. Right. (laughs) It's just, it's incredibly fulfilling as a as a yes. as a coach to watch your students succeed or the where, where the light bulb comes yeah. on in your in your in oh your the memory. light bulb is a big one and it, it, it like i leave here sometimes with a buzz like t- t- yeah. t- today uh nicole and one of our uh the one of our workouts is a 15 minute email one every minute on the minute you do one power clean your work you're starting at like 60 you're working your way up to near max percentages but to watch members or walk over and ring the bell with their yep. pr and it's so fulfilling, yeah. especially if you gave them a cue that got them there. It's so rewarding, and yeah, so, yeah.
1: mutual sense of triumph. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. and that's when you yeah. and and for me, seeing my coaches in that moment, I know like, oh, they that that's a good coach. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're connected. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you a little bit more of a challenging question about another experience. The, I ran into you at a, I think it was a DDC event, um, down in San, at, at, uh, in uh, Scotts Valley, Scotts Valley, sorry, at the office down there. And it was shortly after 2018. It may have been late 2018 or 2019. That was 19, 19. That was 19 when we went down. It was- yeah, it went down yeah. and you were there. And one of the things I noticed when I walked around was the offices that were empty. Anyway, mm-hmm. after they had made huge cutbacks and so many of your friends had left. And, um, and I thought about uh, over the last few years, all of the changes that we've had in this organization, dramatic. Like I look back because I came out of the corporate world, the investment finance world. And I thought, man, if I'd gone through any of these changes, I would have been out. <laughs> you know, I would have gone to find stability in another company and 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 I and I look back on those times at how difficult it's been to see friends leave and friends come and go and then and then the changes at the top and then yet your still unrelenting desire to preserve what is great about crossfit and the uh the history of crossfit and the basically the integrity of crossfit but but um Why'd you stay through all that 2018 through, through 2022? Yeah, Till now. I mean, it's remarkable to me. I'm super grateful. Many, many people are. And I know everyone that's on this podcast is grateful as well. But how did you make it through that? And, and, and why'd you decide to stay?
1: Hmm. Well, maybe I could tell a story. I actually recently... We were in Tahoe for an executive team meeting, and Miles from Avalanche CrossFit—he's been an affiliate for, I don't know, God knows how long, maybe twelve years, fifteen years—and he took us on a hike one morning. And he stopped at one point, and it was like this beautiful overlook, and he just started telling the story he's an incredible storyteller. Um, And he said, during the pandemic and all this shit going on, and it was like, the world was closing down and losing its mind, the tweet, the this, the that, and like, all of this stuff going on. And then as things started shutting down, and he said, all of a sudden, I had people coming to me saying, Miles, you can't close the gym. like." you can't close the gym, I don't know what I'll do. And he literally said like people's starting to dawn on him like, oh, like people's lives are depending on this. Like, this is some real shit. Okay, let's do some burpees, you know, and let me black out my windows and let me put myself in whatever kind of personal jeopardy, right, civil disobedient, God bless them and the moral courage that that fucking takes um, and let me serve these people with CrossFit. And, and that to me, that's it. Like, if I can be any small part of making sure that people like Miles can keep doing that in the world, like I've done something worthwhile with my life and CrossFit is, is the thing. It's, it's, it's the thing that, 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 can do that for people. (laughs) Tell me what other fitness program. And I don't mean this, like anything's better than nothing. Right. And it's like, but like the docs, like what, what Dale King is doing, what miles is doing, what you did, what, what the 180 project in the UK, there are people using CrossFit to save lives literally. Yep. Right. And, 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 and it makes the world a better place. And it, I know I sound very Pollyannish when I say this, but we are we, we are purveying uh, like such a degree of health and wellness, let alone fitness in these strong local communities with these owners who are just so fucking dedicated to this 100, 200 cohort, right? Peppered all over the world. So that makes the world better. Mm-hmm. That, genuinely makes the world freaking better and like I'm in for that I'm in for it and and I and yeah and that like that's what why I can you know what I, it, it's like I just I believe in I guess it's it's I I, I, just, I just believe in the people who believe in this thing to that extent that they're doing so much good in the world and and I want to support I want to support that um, and, and you know, so I, I don't protect it for its own sake. I don't protect it to be dogmatic. I don't, because I've got some dog in the, it's like, I want to protect the things that just allow us to keep delivering on that. And, and awesome too. Like, yeah, let's grow the shit out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, but I guess that's, and I have great support system. You know, I have, I have an amazing partner, Tosh, and I have incredible friends and, Um, who just, you know, and, and, and coworkers and, um, you know, and they're included in that, you know, folks on seminar staff, the work that I, that I see them do the way they do it, that team, um, those are the things that really keep me, keep me going even when it gets really hard.
0: It's again. These are things that I want my members, my coaches, to know and understand. And it about CrossFit is that the power of CrossFit and what it does for people, and what it does for, and how it influences people like you to go above and beyond and endure what you endured for four years to stay with it um, is really just it's really remarkable. Um, and it's more than something that was just concocted by a group of people sitting around figuring out how to make money. It's really, really remarkable Uh how powerful CrossFit methodology and power Mm -hmm. and and CrossFit the, the the religion almost is uh, for, for all of us. And so you said North, the North star for CrossFit trainers has always been an unrelenting commitment to athlete results and, uh, and I, I couldn't agree with that more. I think that resonated with a lot of people. And But I you know, I, I guess we can kind of say this. I don't want to be corny or some Pollyannish as well. But you are, for me and Diablo and our community and, the, and a lot of the OGs, because I talked to a lot of OGs, yeah. Nicole, um, you are a North Star for us. And so we're grateful for that, um, that you stayed because it, it validates, okay, all right, shit. I'm gonna stay with this. <laughs> so we are uh, we are grateful to have you as a north star for us as well. So thank you for uh, for bearing through all of that and and then continuing to lead. I love yeah. that you're head of the brand. Yeah, that just like it was the best part of this podcast for me. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> because I know someone that it's knows a bit
1: daunting stuff. for me, but but I uh, <laughs> but I I think it's it's a good it's a good spot for me. So I'll um, I'm figuring it I'm,
0: out. I'm pretty sure you'll figure it out. Um, well, listen, uh, I think, thanks.
1: I think, uh, oh, okay. It's funny. Cause people ask me about the religion thing. And I know I get, I get so excited. And it's like, oh, it sounds like a religion. And, um, you know, I just, I guess for me, it's like, there are so few things that are just unequivocally good things. And to your point about what Greg created, it wasn't created to make money. It was created to make people fitter. Right. Mm-hmm. It was created to produce a broad, general, inclusive fitness. And what he did was he stripped away all the bullshit that was created just to make money. And what we were given was this gift of something just genuinely effective. Um, and here's the thing for CrossFit is like, well, we can either make sure we continue to recognize what we have and like, eh, you know, it's going to be hard to improve on that. And the mechanism for improvement is built in because it's the whole raincoats open, rulers out, right? Thing yeah. where, you know, ideally yeah. what this is, is we're looking at what works, what doesn't work. We want what works, we don't want what doesn't work. Right. And so there is a mechanism for evolution there, but it is based fundamentally on this. What's wild is you get all this soft stuff. You get all of this gushy stuff that I talk about, right? And the Harvard Divinity School was like, know you've you've somehow that's where the trojan horse thing you somehow crack the code on most people in these uh religious communities that the the foundation of them is this love each other this like sense of love each other right and and somehow and the woman in the a woman in the audience asked this question somehow you've kind of cracked the code on this where people come into crossfit gyms and they're experiencing something really similar and and it's like yeah and it what's wild is it's all based on that real def, defined and measured right like it, it's based on this foundation that is just rock solid like it's not soft and gooey or any right it's it's just it's objective in a lot of ways right it's that measurable observable repeatable but it it keeps you focused on the right things. And it, it's, it is the mechanism by which you can get the results that actually impact people physically, mentally, emotionally, right, to, to, the, to the extent that we are, the shared sense of triumph, the, the infinite scalability, like it's like, and it's all this beautiful petri dish for loving each other um, and, and making the world better, really. Like, because I think that too, I also think healthier people, they make the world around them better when they leave the gym too. And, and that's just like, okay, in, in Tasha's words, I'll say you have to press the I believe button on that one. But I think typically when people feel stronger, more confident, more resilient, right, um, when they step outside the walls of the gym, they're typically kinder people, they're typically more tolerant people, they're typically going to leave it better than they found it. Um, and and I don't, I don't know, like that was the whole magic thing. But you know, it's built on that rock solid foundation that... It, it, again, it's just so important that that gets preserved. And it's really not religion. It's not religion. It, it's kind of like when you, it's to me, honestly, and maybe this makes it sound like even more of a kook, it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you, you can measure it. You can you can know whether it's working or not, you know? Um, and then the rest of it is is sort of ours to recognize that and cultivate, I think, you know, as, as leaders, affiliate owners, us at HQ, even coaches, right? Just, and that is, yeah, to your point, those people, especially coach affiliate owners and us in internally at HQ, knowing those things, you know, so that people can be the beneficiaries of them is what's most important.
0: We are stewards of the, of the methodology of the brand, of the community, the ethos, all of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we all kind of have an obligation i i feel i feel like i have an obligation to 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 essentially pay it forward and i know my members yeah. do uh, they they get that out after yeah. a, a certain amount of time mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome well listen we've taken a lot of your time uh,
1: oh uh, yeah thanks for letting me rant and having me
0: on well, you. <laughs> you you actually went above and beyond on, um and which is uh, typical for you i think but this is awesome and I'm grateful it'll get replayed. We'll, we'll post it and I'll put links in, uh, by the way, in the YouTube of, of the access to the magic CrossFit mm-hmm. articles, Matt Swift's article as well. And, um, some of the stuff that we've talked about today, but thank you, Nicole, for your, uh, your, your work and, uh, your perseverance and being on our podcast today. Thank you. Thank you yeah, very appreciate much. You. Right on. Bye. Thanks everybody.